I think that's the reason why there are more young couples are not looking into buying a video. They're mm. looking at buy resale. Mm. Yeah. Tell, tell me more. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's dumb. Like if you you got to wait for three to four years. I mean, especially now the pandemic, everything's postponed. Right? Constructions, you got no labors. So probably you 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 need to really wait for four or five years because. Usually the the videos are they say it's five years, but usually three years they will get it done. So when the movie set it down, everything probably five years just nice. But if you just imagine you are thirty years old, you gotta set it down five years later. You got your house, and then probably you're gonna have keys, and then I think it's too late. So mm. I see many people is getting uh, resale rather than video, and plus the resale is bigger. Resale mm. flats are bigger, much bigger. Interestingly, Aaron, our 35-year-old brother-in-law of our producer, bought a condo and had never, ever thought of HDB resale at all. So yeah, you know, people say all these things. But actually, you look at what they do. (laughs) But he has a very interesting story to share. And as we move along on today's episode, we will be entering into the wild, wild west of property, which is the private property market. We will be exploring his one-bedroom condominium, aka your bachelor's pet, his thought process behind it and how things change after he settled down. But I would say he is probably not as rigorous as Brendan from last episode. Some would even say uh, this guy a bit like anyhow buy, huh? I'll let him share more with you about his first purchase. Okay, so uh, I think at the time I was single for quite some time. And, mm. and how, uh, how old were you? Uh, maybe 27, 27 years old. So uh, single, um, stable jobs and uh, no commitment. So I was thinking, why not? I just, uh, just get a property. And uh, so I bought my first property uh, located at Tampines. Uh The name is Antorini. Yeah. <laughs> Just one, one, one beta. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably I can afford at that moment. So I I'm not very particular about the location and everything. So I'm I'm just first is confirm my budget, how much I can afford, and then I will look at the locations. I prefer those quiet area, uh, and I like to have some like greenery and water around. So it just happened to that many is there, and mm-hmm. and the opposite is a block. Mm-hmm. So and uh, I I look at the show flats everything looks seems okay, and so I just decided to went for it. Yeah. Did you make sure you check out how much mortgage we can get first before you go for viewing? But yes, before we move along on this story, clearly I'm sponsored this season, so I must ask, did you look for a mortgage broker? <laughs> Season 2 of Coconut Avenue is sponsored by Mortgage Master. They are mortgage broker in Singapore with access to the lowest unpublished housing loan rates offered by the banks and financial institutions. Check them out at mortgagemaster.com.sg. But huh, jokes aside, huh, jokes aside. Okay, I think almost all the experts on the show agrees that the first thing we should do is to check out how much mortgage we can actually get before embarking on a hunting process. Not I say the, not I say they all say, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. So mm. I think the the important part is how much cash I have plus how much CPF. 
right, cash plus CPF. And then we walk backwards. So how much? Uh, then I talked to my friend, which is a property agent, helped me get the security this, this unit, and and she introduced me a mortgage broker to let me know how much I can afford. So then we decided to go for this development. Okay, so so you essentially went through this process of hunting first. Oh uh, yeah. Then you go and look for. Then then you try to verify whether you no, can actually I, afford this. I assess myself how much I can afford. Then I look for property. It's not property. Then okay. how much I have. Great, great. So yeah. why why do you only look at cash and CPF? First, and instead of you know going for a full fledged kind of evaluation of like how much mortgage you can get, uh, you know because cash and CPF is, is what you have, right? And then he, you go to the mortgage guys or you go to the bank or whatever you, and then they will tell you, okay, this is the maximum amount that we're gonna give it to you. Uh, yes, in a way is correct, but still I have a budget, right? So for mm-hmm. example, I think I have around only two hundred k or something combined, so I need to work with this amount, yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, it's, it's back to the root, you know, how much money I have. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least we understand the base. So the broker is able to assess my income, then they can, uh, okay, you can afford this amount. And then we just look for the property. Yeah. Okay, so so in that sense, with 200000 you went around hunting mm-hmm. for your first property. Right? Yeah. Why? Why not invest in the stock market? Why not, you know, I know at yeah. some point you have some money and then you'll be like, oh yeah, maybe I should put my money to work, right? I think everybody has this kind of like this moment. I think I'm still pretty safe side. I know that the property is, is always there. You will not depreciate as much as the rest. And of course, investment is, is good, but that you need to provide it, you need, you know how, right? And there are you risk. So therefore, I think property is definitely the right way. That is a big statement. Property is I the mean, right way. Personally, I felt. Personally, <coughs> I felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, the others might not agree with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So can, can you walk me through a little bit of your thinking? Because you're saying like, you know, property mm. um, will not depreciate, you know, mm. safer. Yeah. You know, but I don't think people invest to like not depreciate, you know, like people invest to make money. Yes, yes. Right, so, so, yeah. Walk again, me, walk me through that. I was single, right? So I, I'm just buying Young and my, wild, is it? That kind of, uh, that kind of idea. Single, nah, yeah. young and wild, I got some stable job. You know, let me do yeah. something crazy. Uh, yeah, so, so again, single. So I just buy for my own stay. At the same time, you know, uh, it's like for saving. I'm putting my salary into the, the property. So I will not like anyhow buy things. I, I try to manage my, my, my finance. Mm. Yeah, so that's, that's the mentality. Okay, yeah. so, so essentially... Your original property plan, hmm. which is your first property, yeah. it's not an investment. It's more like a forced savings in your head. Yes, that's correct. Okay, yet another forced saving mindset, similar to what Maureen from Season 1 has shared with us. We spent a good time with Maureen in Season 1. Three episodes to be exact. You should check that out. She has a lot of experience in the residential property market and a big proponent of the forced saving idea too. But I will challenge the idea of property being less risky than the stock market. I mean, this is a statement that's been excessively used and very blanket. And I think uh, everybody that used this statement are trying to sell you a property. Uh. <laughs> but okay, okay, okay. We're going to talk about the investment elements next episode. We're building up for two episodes already. Finally, a little bit of investment stuff 
coming next. But for today, there's one thing that Aaron did that I thought was quite interesting and something that I would be a big proponent of. Everyone should do this. And I'm going to let him paint a little bit of colour on the size of his property, his one-bedroom apartment, to kickstart this story. It's about 500 square feet. So that's including the balcony. Actual usage of space is, is maybe 400 plus, mm. 450. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how much do you pay for it? I pay for five, five, six, five, I think. Very expensive, right? Oh my goodness. Yes, welcome to the Wild Wild West of private properties. <laughs> With the dual track property market in Singapore, I can understand why private properties are priced this way. To be fair, HDB is heavily subsidized. So let's put it the other way. Instead of saying private properties are very expensive, the other way to look at it is that HDB is a state-run housing policy that makes housing more accessible and affordable to all of us. Okay, technically, not all of us. huh? Not yet, at least. I want to use this platform now <laughs> to rally all you single people listening to the podcast. Let's come together to exert some pressure on HDB to expand single scheme, to expand the kind of access that we all can get even if we stay single for life. And of course, to some of you, it is okay. The rules are like that. We play along with the game. So Aaron was one of them. After having a stable job for quite a while, in his late 20s, he's accumulated two to 300000 and he's bought his one better condo. And I want to know how is his buying process like? First, uh, I just talked to two of my uh, agent friends. Huh, I love this. Huh? Exactly what I love about what Aaron did. Always shopping for experts. Do not jump into the first person you get. Uh, because, I mean, one's lady, one's guy. So they, they have different perspective of uh, getting a property. And uh, both of them is pretty new. And so uh, they gave me some advice. And, and then I, I decided to go with uh, one of them. First, we work out the budget, right? And then we look at um, where, where are the new developments are coming. And they were saying this uh, Tampines, there's new launch. And the area, I'm, I'm comfortable. I feel it's okay and everything. So we just went, uh, I think that's the only show flat I see. And then I, we just went with it and just purchased it. Really? Yes. Just you walk in and then you saw so, this show flat, advised by your property agent friend. Uh, yeah. And then so, you just yeah. So we we it's yet to launch. Okay. So uh, my friend was telling uh, probably you want to see this property, and then uh, this is coming next week or the week after. So we just wait for the launch, and then we we go in and we see a show flat. Um, seems nice within our budget, and then it's like uh, you know we VIP deal because we are we are the first to go in, and the funny things I didn't know that even condos are required to ballot. <laughs> and and the f- the funny thing is when I say okay we just go for the flag, I got no numbers you know, so e- eventually like me and friends say shit like okay uh, forget it when we bought work out, and her colleague was telling hey, hey um there there's there's some um, buyer withdraw, and this is a pool facing, and then it's an eighth floor, so would you want to take this unit? I said yeah please let's go with it because it's pool facing eight block it's high floor. So it's, 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 it's nice. So we just went and then we just purchased it. Yeah. Okay. Quite straightforward. So you didn't go shopping? No, no. Why? Uh, 
I I you buy house much and buy underwear like that. Just go in only. Okay, I know this one. This is what I want. This is even go. my second property. I just see two. Mm. So mm. I, I know actually. What is your thought process? Really don't have much thought process about the first property. Mm. So you just like okay within my range. I get let's go a bit. That's all. Really? Yes. Okay. So yeah. is it is that based on trust of a friend or I. Trust even she's new, so how can I trust her? Exactly right. right. So, but, but we we just go and feel when we walk into the showroom, we feel okay. Then we just go ahead because mm. ultimately I'm the one who making decisions. No, no one can influence me, right? Mm. So I like I will buy. Mm. Yeah. So I I walk in, I see the show flat. I feel it's comfortable, and then I look at the block that I'm facing is in front of a pool. So I feel I never think much. I feel okay. Just just go in. Yeah, this will go I'm on. very decisive, so I'm I don't need to listen too much about what people say. As long as feel I feel good, I'll go with it. I will mm. never change my mind. Mm. So, yeah. what what were the core tenets? You wanted to save money, you wanted to get your own property. Yeah, and this is your budget. Yes, and you like the place. Yeah, and then you buy. Yes, that's just how it is. Yes. <laughs> but okay, that is as far as I go for liking Aaron's property purchase. <laughs> I think he provides a different perspective for some of the property buyers out there. I would say between Aaron and Brandon, I'm somewhere in between. I'm the kind of person that will shop for advice, shop for property, have a clear metrics of what I'm looking for before making my purchases. Why can't people just walk into the showroom, sign up and okay, bye, bye, let's sign, let's get it. Macham buy underwear, huh? Okay, maybe maybe he has a very big discount because he's a VV VIP, right? At a pre-launch. Not that much, but maybe like twenty k or something. Mm. And um, when we confirm the unit, we just need to place an option to purchase or something, and then drop the check for them. Uh, and How then, much was that? I can't recall two or three percent. I'm not sure. Yeah, I really cannot recall. In fact, that that was like. Not three years ago, you know. I stayed there for three years. I bought it like even like six years ago or something. Mm. So I stayed in new property for so it's like eight years something eight years ago. Mm. Yeah, I I can't really recall, but that's a standard yeah uh, percentage of the uh, property value. Uh, you need to uh, you need to you need to uh, option to purchase OTP and then you need to uh, put in uh, minimum twenty percent of the property value. Yeah, mm. down payment. Mm. And then you need to pay a uh, stamp duty, yeah. Mm. So, okay. So then, so the process sounds like you go to the developer, you you buy this thing mm. at the new launch. Mm. So you pay a uh, an immediate on the spot. Yeah. You pay two to three percent. Yeah. You get an OTP option to purchase. Yes. Okay. So that's a deposit. Correct. And then after that, you have a fourteen day time period. Is that kind of how it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah, you yeah, come yeah. back and pay the twenty percent. Upfront, oh, yeah, you know, of the down payment. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. To be clear, different developers will have varying requirements given different phases of the development and the sales incentives to push the property. But the ballpark is there. If you're interested in a property at the condo new launch, you place a deposit of five percent of the total value, which includes option fees, booking fees, all that stuff. So do check the breakdown because there is the penalty embedded within if you do not exercise your options. 
I know that it's not our goal. You know, when we sign the property, very likely we want to get it. But the reality is that will be our minimum loss given a change in the situation or our decision-making process. With that, you are issued an OTP, which by now you shouldn't be familiar with. Huh? If you decide to exercise the option, you pay an additional 15% of the total value and stamp duties, aka your property tax. A few more interesting things to note is that you can actually use your CPF OA for private property purchase. So yes, you can. You can do it. But because the legal minimum for new launch private property is 20% in total down payment, very likely even after you empty your OA between you and your partner or even on your own, you will need to fork out everything else in cash. Let us not forget that your maximum mortgage that you can get for any private property is 75% of the total transaction value. So yeah, calculate and see if you can do it. Also, I think it'll be better off if you get your AIP from your mortgage specialist. AIP is Approval in Principle, also known as Letter of Offer. In other words, it is a bank's written agreement to loan you a certain mortgage size. Especially when you're shopping in a private property market where developers have no social incentives to quote-unquote take care of you. Huh? If you make a mistake, you will be penalised as written in the contract. Let me give you a vivid example. Within your first payment to the property developer in the form of a booking or deposit fee, there is a component that is vividly stated as options fee. Whether it's 1%, 2%, 3% of the property value, if you choose not to exercise that option, that means after you've got your OTP, you decide that, nah, I don't want to do this, I'm going to halt it here, the whole option fee is readily forfeited to the developer, period. So you uh, get your mortgage sorted out first, okay? <laughs> also, I know this season is focused on us, the first-time property buyer. But I think Aaron's next property is an interesting discussion because from that single bachelor one-bedroom to getting married and potentially having a family, I believe there are changes in the way he thinks, his goals, and I'm going to get him to continue to share with us his selling process to the psyche change to the next property now that he's married. A lot of funny stories going forward. So then what made you decide to, you know, get your next property? Okay, that's where, okay, uh, the first thing is, my first property definitely is, is for myself, right? It's small and then uh, it purchase wasn't in the consideration of uh, marriage for the next time. But when together with my wife and we plan to settle down, so we have to, uh, definitely we got to sell the current one, it's small, and we got to upgrade so that's that's the major reason because I'm getting married, so I want, we want a bigger property. So therefore, we sold the the first one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So for, I mean, fair, right? Now yeah. the kids have to do all those kind of stuff, Correct. right? Okay. Correct. Yeah. So then, how was that process like? Because you know, mm. you you're very straightforward to yeah. the point. You want to just get it right, yeah. but you know, now you're married, right? Yes. It's, it's a it's a different discussion altogether. How was it like with your wife? Okay. Again, the property was under my name. So everything is decided by me, right? The first property. So uh, I just tell her that uh, we need to sell. So we just, again, 
ask back our friend, like the the, the lady. Same friend. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So so she just put the property uh, quite some time, you know, one year, and on list. Oh, it was up on listing for a yeah, year. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we asking price was six fifty. Uh, we are we are listing at six fifty. And Wait, uh, your purchase price was six fifty. No, five five, five sixty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you wanted to sell at six fifty. Yes. Okay. Yeah, just I think we just roughly get a figure. They recommend we put it listing this, and then probably uh, interested buyer they want negos and look at the bank evaluation. So we just put six fifty, and we have been putting up for a year because we we in fact we are not in rush to selling off because we don't have a case yet, right? Mm. And uh, I just told my friend, Asian friend, saying that I have two requests. First is our price is fixed. Price and, is fixed. And okay. second, you got to give me three months to move out, to look for new property, do reno, everything. Mm-hmm. So, we put out for one year, and uh, unfortunately, it wasn't a very. Uh, it, 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 we have a lot of buyers, uh, I, I mean, viewer, to see the property because uh, actually my units is maybe. Uh, it floor face the pool, you know. Not, not uh, only that, but mm-hmm. the reno, I think my reno is, was, was nice. And but just that it's a little bit smaller, so so the small uh, smaller space is the I guess is most of the people concerned about that. Mm-hmm. So we put up for one year. Like every week, we have like three viewer to see you know three oh God, for one year. Uh, at least for six months. Crazy constantly. So it's it, because people when when they put on property guru, I think the photos are very attractive. So there there are a lot of viewers, and then we like okay. And and the first we were offer six hundred thirty, so we're like no, it's like twenty k lower than my listing, and then our friend was saying, uh, based on their experience, most of the time the first offering always the highest, and that's fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since that, mm-hmm. our highest offer is like. Why five sixty five seventy? It's like all all there, you know. So okay, then I discuss with our friend again. Okay, we will revise our listing price to six thirty, but uh, again, because you see, I pay stamp duty, all etc. All these right add up is five eighty, even include my rental. So so my lowest is five eighty. So uh, I think after quite. After a year, and then there's finally a buyer offer again, and the epic part is, uh, she really she 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 see this property one year ago, but she she viewed it herself, and then she go with second viewing, she brought her parents, and then the parents were saying, uh, it's really meant to be because you you saw this property one year ago and you never see any property that you like. And then you come back to here, and so it's meant to be. And then she's she's single, and uh, she went in the bank, and uh, I think she also not in a rush, so she agreed with that, uh, providing us uh, three months to move out, etc. Everything was very smooth transaction. So we said, okay, just go ahead, and that's how we sold the first property at six thirty. Uh, no, five eighty. <laughs> we, we, I lost fifty k. Just one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was sharing this to some of my friends, right? They were saying, 
uh, they actually heard their property friends were saying that discount comment. Also, I, I don't know where this, where do they base on, but is many people saying the same thing. First, offering always the highest. So they were telling me, uh, Aaron, you think carefully. Uh, based on my experience, always higher. But they never push me. So they would ask, hey, Aaron, just sell it off. Or like, you know, some agent, if you're not your friend, probably they will try to push you or something. But they didn't say, you You just leave it to you, they think. I wasn't keen, you know, like, first time trying to sell, but you already down <laughs> 20K. Hmm. And, oh, and plus, the initial buyer wasn't agree with, like, um, two three months, months, two weeks. Like, mm. the... King, That's why they're you know. willing to pay a premium. Yeah, yeah. Right? They are in a rush. Yeah, yeah. So, for me, uh, it's like, I, I don't want to move to my my in-law place. Uh, you know, it's a lot of hassle. I'm going to move things to their place, and then I have to move to my new place, you know, do doing a double job. So, I just try to secure three weeks, uh, sorry, three months to, to purchase my next property. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Quite a journey, right? But, but mm. I would say I was very lucky because... Even though uh, I took one year to sell, and end up we get a very nice property now, which is I'm living right now, uh, the big one, and we get a consider a very good deal because the the my second property value I think uh, this seller was listing at 1.5 million for one year, and she get a lot of offerings in fact. But she, like me, she did, she wasn't decided to sell. So until COVID period, no one offering anymore. So like she was saying, um, there's some seller offering 1.21 million. And uh, and then the person never come back again. So we said, we're going to put 1.2 million. Mm, mm, mm. And we didn't know it was a good deal until I found out uh, same stacking, because our stacking is the biggest unit. Uh, except the penthouse uh, at the top. So this stacking and one block behind us, they bought it 1.3 million. Mm-hmm. So my one is unblocked. I can see the reservoir view. So their one is blocked by my block. So we are, I always felt that I'm lucky. Like you got the right right time, you know, because first, when, if I sold my first property one year ago, I might not get uh, this property. I might not get at 1.2 million. So, so I think it's meant to be, you know. Mm. Yeah. Hashtag blessed moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So, so after you sold it, yeah, you went through a process of finding your next property, right? Yes. So, so walk us through that part. Okay. Again, I'm already know what I want. So it's it's. Uh, Did you discuss with your wife? This time? No, she basically the big stuff. Mostly she let me decide. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I've, I again, my criteria is have to near greenery and water. Mm. So I locked um, two property, uh, three. Uh, in fact, three developments, all around Bodo Reservoir area. So each which is opposite of my uh, my first property. So there are two ones, Waterview, and one is uh, Tropica, and another one is uh, across by the park. So these the range are within my, our budget is because we are looking at one point three million. And then um, first, Waterview is new. Uh, it's about, uh, I think it's about a few years only, but it's small. And I might not able to get a reservoir view. Tropica and across by the park, which is I'm living right now, is old, but big, super big. Uh, I talked to, I told my same my Japan again, <laughs> and then we say, oh, I, I want to see these two. Uh, two developments, the properties in here. So, 
uh, first we go to my uh, Aquarius by the Park, which is my my second second one. So when I go in, okay, that's it. Really? <laughs> it's like it's like it's like the it's super big. Layout is very good, and I got unblocked reservoir view, and um, the car park, the, the development is very big. And uh, although it's twenty years old, I feel still well maintained. So this this uh, property, Tropica and um, Aquarius by the Park, although it's both twenty years old, but very well maintained. Even the pool and then the environment is it's just like it's very different from the new developments. It's like relaxed and big pool, super big pool, I would say. And then there are a lot of uh, facilities and most important basketball court. So that's one of my requirement that I want to have a. A condo with, with a basketball court, which is rarely to find. It's Tennis rare. court, yes, but mm. basketball court is very rare. Mm. So what happened to Usually it? they cut one corner and they put yeah, one basket yeah, down yeah, there, right? right? It's right, not like yeah, a full yeah, flash. Yeah. Yes. Uh, although this is half court, but still good enough. Mm. So Waterview and the Crest by the Park has it. Uh, Tropica doesn't have. So anyway, when we see the Tropica, we, I just like the place. I think, again, um, one floor, only four units, and um, very good layout. Very good view, windy, high floor, and uh, also within our budget. So I, I went with my wife and my father-in-law, and then I was like, I, after I view, right, I say, I'll buy this. And, and my wife like, huh? like she's, she's a bit lost because yeah. she also doesn't have experience to buy a property. And, and uh, I was telling my agency, then uh, I secretly say, let's prepare the track. But then uh, she said, okay, we just, for the sake of see and alternatives, so we just go to the tropical to take a look. For the sake of uh, alternatives. <laughs> so we, we finish here and we just directly go to the next property to look. And again, uh, it's very nice, main, well maintained um, and developments. And um, most importantly, this is a very good feng shui. Feng shui. I, 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 don't, I don't believe feng shui, but, but many people say this Tropica condo, they say it's a very good feng shui place. Mm-hmm. Shout but out anyway, to Tropica. Yeah, anyway, so we go to see the, 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 the unit and it's top floor. Nah, because I feel top floor is very hot. It's sun, you know, uh, or if any water leakage, it will be a problem. Mm. So... And plus the layout is a bit uh, awkward. So anyway, my heart is really my first property. Yeah, like you so, buy us already. Yeah, like, and, and, and even even my my father-in-law was saying, calling my wife saying, I think Aaron Aaron really decided. He he I, at the side he 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 have no heart to see the second one. So then my father-in-law tell me I said yeah actually I don't want to see it already because it's really right. Some of you probably having a good laugh. Some of you be like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Some of you be frowning like crazy. All that aside, I'm pretty sure you can tell Aaron's personality when shopping for property. Really, macham shopping for underwear? Huh? <laughs> but I want you to remember the big question mark he has. Why is it that the first offer is always the best offer? Note that he wanted to sell the property right after three years of occupancy, which is the first time when a condo can be sold without any seller stamp duties. Private properties have no MOP, minimum occupancy period, before you can sell it. But if you sell it within the first three years of occupying that private property, you get seller's stamp duties ranging from 12% to 4%. 
After the third year of occupying that property, you are able to then sell without any seller stamp duties. So less tax. Lah. In other words, it's the government's way of saying, oh, we don't want you to keep buying and selling, buying and selling and fry the property market. We will answer this big question in next week's episode as we dig deeper into the investment aspects of residential property. I know, I know, I know, okay? We are homeowners here. We're not property investors. You know, we're not here to make the big bucks. But, but, I get it. Many of you are thinking about it. Like, you know, somewhere there, it's not a central idea, but it's also an important aspect. Maybe, you know, I can make some money. So it matters when deciding properties, especially the mid to long-term appreciation potential. So I will see you next week. Take care. Exciting, right? Finally talking about how to make money. 